0: These things that are nice about a church, but I want to get to the meat. What's the ruling on the new moon festival controversy? (laughs) Right? What's what's something controversial or something that I don't know already? Uh, What's something that's going badly that Paul needs to correct? Right? I have a negativity bias. Uh, The annual meeting uh, for West Hills, generally, uh, you know, I think there could be. Controversial times in our own meetings, but generally it's a time to step back and take the big picture view. It's a time that we're reminded, just like Paul does here, this little church in Colossae, they are focused on some controversies. It becomes clear that that's part of the reason that Paul's writing later, is that they need help with some difficult situations that they're facing. Um, But before Paul is going to get into that, he's going to remind them of their place in what God is doing. He's going to remind them of their place in God's kingdom and in the big picture of what is happening, what God's doing in the world. One, that they're not alone. And two, that the things that have happened are important the ways that they've been loved by God, the ways that they're loving each other are important and they're not to be taken for granted. And I think God reminds us when we come to an annual meeting, an annual celebration service, that the ways that God has been at work at West Hills are important. They're worth noting. We're commanded to celebrate them, Right? It's important to celebrate them, and we're commanded to do so. So we're going to take some time, um, and I'm going I'm to have us uh, do that together. There's going to be a few questions that you'll have to answer. So I'm going to give you the questions first, because some people need a little bit of time. Uh, to think you'll have an opportunity to just share briefly you know in just a a short story a minute or so um, about reflections on these questions but one is how have you received love at West Hills Covenant Church how have you received love that was uh, Lynette stole mine because I gave it to her right before the service and she just stole it but you've you've had a chance to reflect on that a little bit The next question uh, is, how have you seen the gospel bear fruit around the world? That that comes up in the text. How have you seen... The gospel. Some people are here who have been around the world, who have been in other places. Uh, It could be things that, uh, for our purposes, it could be things that you've seen the gospel bear fruit kind of outside of our church building, things that you've been involved in in our community, Uh, but it could be things that you've seen internationally uh, or that you're in contact with things that are going on internationally. How have you seen the gospel bear fruit around the world? And then, how have you received wisdom and understanding? that the Spirit gives through the ministry of the church. Uh, Paul goes on to talk about the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, that that he prays they receive that, and, and thinking about, are there ways that you've received some new wisdom and understanding this year in your experience of the church? So, we'll begin. Colossians 1, verses 3 through 4. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we've heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and the love you have for all God's people. Do you know that this is a loving church? Do you, have you experienced that we are part of a community of people that are called to love and care for each other? I'm going to prove it. this is William Waterman and Nick Park this is part of the confirmation program we have 7th and 8th grade students that learn uh, about scripture and and what Christianity is they have mentors that are willing uh, to hang out with them and walk alongside them as they grow and this is love greater love has no it's not quite that um (laughs) That a man would don uh, Christmas wrapping for for uh, We have a loving church. People that are willing to be silly for our kids. People that are willing to serve hard. There are lots of examples of this. This is just one. Uh, we've got a, a newly emerging uh, small group here of young adults. Um, people that are, huh? Adults and yeah, young adults and Steve. Steve's young. How old are you, Steve? <laughs> we have a loving community. Uh, we, we, we love uh, the people who are God's people, right? And one of the things we did was host an annual meeting. And it took a lot of work. There were people, uh, Leif's back here, he did a lot of work on the wall, but uh, I always, this image of Wayne, you know that triangle section back there behind the, it is just a a nightmare to weed. There's some great plants in that, but to get in there and get all those weeds, and Wayne was in there during our church cleanup days. There were so many people working together. We have, uh, that's uh, just another picture of people at the food bank. Um, doing food bank ministry and enjoying each other. Um, We've seen so many opportunities uh, where we've put this into action. Uh, And I give thanks for this church and the love that you have for all God's people. But I want to take some time to give the opportunity for people to give testimony Uh, to the question, how have you received love as one of God's people at West Hills Covenant Church this year? Is there a way that you've received love by being part of this community? And I'll bring a microphone to you if you would like to speak to that.
1: My name is Chongwon Kim, and one of the ways that I have received love um, as one of God's people at West Hills this year is being part of our Women of Color cohort. It has been a space that I knew I needed and um, was, you know, was it given at this church, and it's a space where I really find is to be sacred ground, and uh, is a place where I feel seen hmm. and known, and where we can. Um, uh I have learned and felt God's love through those women um, and in that time. So yeah, thanks. Thanks, Chongwa.
0: Anybody else?
2: Um, there's so many things, but one thing is uh, women's Bible study on mm-hmm. Wednesday mornings is just incredible. And I wish uh, the working women could come too. It's at a time when working people can't come, but anyway, um, the women have been sharing their life uh, stories every couple weeks um, and that has been so touching to just really get to know the women and what what they've been through in their lives and um, and then um, just the the prayer, the study the Fellowship, it's indescribable. It's and I just praise God for uh, this church and um, all the amazing people that uh, love and support me.
0: Yeah, I think she beat you over here, Mike. Vicky's <laughs> got you. Don't don't stare her down.
2: Okay, for me, a place where I felt extremely loved was the women's brunch. Mm. That that food was so amazing, and everything was so beautiful, and all this love and work went into it. So, that was a real high point.
0: Hmm.
3: No, you go ahead. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. Uh, I felt loved uh, this year through um, uh, chung Hua who was a mentor to Greta in confirmation, and also through um, Mark and Stephanie, who um, like rewrote the confirmation curriculum and um, yeah, just like kind of, we were just able to outsource uh, so much education. Uh, through you guys and all the time and effort that you guys put into investing in our kids. Anytime other people in this church have invested in my kids, um, I have I have felt loved. Thank you. And I'm Rob Coates, and uh, mine's I wanted to share this with you all because you know Don Barta mm-hmm. and uh, Jody. I spent some time helping them with their lawn, and you know taking Don out so that Jody gets breaks, like a number of people have, but there was. Um, There was one time that Nick and I went down to Marco's and we took him out for, um, oh, I guess it was coffee and and dessert, you know, and that was, what, a year, year and a half ago. And we'd taken him to Starbucks a few times, and and so I took him out about a month ago, and, you know, he's not as trusting. He's slipping a little bit in dementia, um, but he still manages to be with me. He loves getting into a car that he hasn't been in, even though he's been in it three times. (laughs) Uh, We were down at Marco's again, and uh, I was talking to him about, uh, you know, whatever he wanted to talk about, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he looked up at the umbrellas hanging upside down from the ceiling, and he said, I've been here before Uh with you, Uh like that. And, you know, the other thing that he did, he tried to pay me for mowing his lawn. He snuck up on me when Jody was uh, taking a break. Say, young man, I don't know who gave you permission to mow this yard. Uh, (laughs) Well... Jody <laughs> Well I have one problem with that and he's doing this thing on my chest and he goes, I need to compensate you. <laughs> and I feel like every time I'm together with him, taking him to a place or doing something with him that we're covered. That the Lord's there. I really do.
0: Anybody else?
2: Well, I just want to thank all the people who are so generous in picking me up so I can come mm. to church and I can go to Bible study. And I thank one and, a, one and all. Mm. So.
0: Thanks.
2: Otherwise, I couldn't come.
0: Yeah. I got it. Mm. A way that you felt love. Do you want Megan to go first? Yeah.
2: There's a lot of examples that come mind, but just real quickly, because um, I turned around to look at Mike and I saw Dave Carlson here. When I walk in that door and Dave gives me that hearty handshake and says, Megan, I'm glad you're here. You're family. We care about you. You matter. <laughs> but that's... Often, after I've already spent about 10 minutes with Ruth Farris, opening that front door for me, I'm like, honey, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I should be opening it for you. So thank you for loving us at the front doors, at the back doors. It's very wonderful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead.
4: I've learned about
0: um, 12. I learned about God from Sunday school, and that he always knows where I am. Mm. Anybody else? Young or old or in between? I'm not going to categorize which one you are, Doug.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm Doug Wolf, and for me, it's just a simple thing that... um, Many of you as I have served in various ways around the church have just said an encouraging word or said a thank you or something um, It's been simple stuff, but it's really been help help me to feel loved Okay. Uh,
2: I'm so sorry. I forgot. I have another really really powerful thing um, Vacation Bible School Lynette and her talents with mm. these children and how they reached out to my two granddaughters last summer Mm. was just incredible. Um, My granddaughters uh, go to Catholic church. They don't have Sunday school and um, they, when we plug the CD in the car, they just are so excited. And that's the only CD they ever want to listen to is the VBS CD from last year. And I don't get tired of it. It was so powerful. And, my five-year-old granddaughter, um, when she got to the end of the week, she said to me um, when we got home um, that last day, she said, Grandma, I love your church. And I saw God there mm. all week. And she said, um, God has met me in my bedroom. He's, he met me at your church. And he said, she said, I just love him so much and um, what an incredible gift this church is and how they are uh, speaking to kids here and kids that just visit. Yeah,
0: thank you. We'll have more time uh, to share on some other topics too. I bet, did I miss a burning one? Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, I have to pretend to shut it down to get the last one. <laughs>
1: Um, we, Justin, Rachel, we're new here, um, just wanted to say we, um, are here because she <laughs> was like, you share so I don't cry. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to say thank you to the Paras and the Sheltons and the Johnsons when we came. We had two extra little ones in tow. And, uh, those families stepped in with us and it was huge mm-hmm. and a big reason why we're here. So, mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: It's, it can be easy when you're in a loving family or when you're in a loving church family. It can be easy to not know what a blessing that is. And it can be easy to think that that's easy to, to maintain, right? Uh, it can be easy to think that, uh, that, oh yeah, just basic care and concern for each other. Basic kindnesses and a little reaching out when you know someone's hurting. It can be easy to think that that's something that, of course, everyone is going to have. Uh, but, it, but it isn't something to be taken for granted. And scripture reminds us that it's through Christ, it's through our faith in Christ, regeneration through the Holy Spirit, that we're able to love each other so much better than we can on our own. That we have the ability uh, to stick with each other, to stay in community, to be sustained by God's Spirit, and to see the fruits of this love. This is important. There's been important gospel, kingdom work of loving each other that's happened at West Hills this year. We want more of it. We want to do it better, uh, for sure. Today is the the day to acknowledge uh, just how amazing it is what God has birthed in here for our love for each other.
3: a different slideshow.
0: okay. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> so if you'll notice. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I I shouldn't push anything. Okay, here we go. That's right. Thank you. Um, so we go down a verse. It says... Uh, We've heard about your faith in Christ Jesus, the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven about what you've already heard in the true message of the gospel. The message of the gospel uh, that Christ has come to set all things right that Christ has come to free us from our sin uh, and create his kingdom in our lives that radiates um, through those we come into contact with. Man, the gospel of Jesus is the central thing that we're all called into. And we have seen uh, the gospel work go forward in some concrete, uh, I guess concrete symbolic ways uh, at West Hills Covenant Church, where we've seen people's lives deeply rooted in their faith and in their hope that God has something beyond the here and now for their lives. We've seen it in some baptisms. Uh, We saw Kenna Boren baptized uh, just under a year ago uh, at Cascades Camp, Uh, Chloe Scarborough. And Jamie Coates. What a great opportunity to see, uh, to see that the gospel is having impact. That the gospel is becoming a central part of people's lives in our church. Um, that that it, we're forming new Christians into lifelong commitments of faith and hope that roots them in knowing that they're part of something bigger than the day's problems, um, bigger than uh, their friendships at uh, this current moment, something that can anchor them for their whole life in a relationship with Jesus, but that has impacts after their death. The gospel assures us of a place in eternity that's bigger than what we see. And we saw that also as we were able to do memorial services. Uh, We had memorials for Stan Smith, Lois Bloom, and for Mike Smith. In all three of these, we're graced to to know that these people had transforming encounters with Christ. Christ that they were able to face death not as those without hope, um, but as those with hope in the resurrection, hope in the Savior's love and forgiveness and redemption. It's important for us to remember uh, that that what we're experiencing right now isn't the end. And it's important for us to remember the hope that we have uh, in the gospel of Jesus that, that he'll raise us again to reign with him forever. Uh, and we bore witness to that as we grieved together, uh, definitely grieved, continue to grieve for those that we lost, but grieved not as those without hope, but as those with hope with be, being reunited with those that we love. Colossians 1.6 goes on. After the true message of the gospel that has come to you, in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as, as, it is, as it has been doing among you since the day you heard about it and truly understood God's grace. We've been focused on what the gospel work has been doing among us but I want us to take some time to focus on what the gospel is doing uh, out there, um, beyond our walls um, and beyond our congregation. We had opportunities to celebrate that with uh, Mission Sunday, Uh, and if you look through uh, the missions reports and the annual report, you'll see that we're connected with ministries that are happening all over the world, Uh, and I wanted us to spend, um, spend some time Reflecting on this question, how have you seen the gospel bear fruit around the world? Uh, And I think for our purposes this morning, we'll say around the world means how have you seen the gospel bear fruit in a a lot of us have been outside of the country, outside of the city, uh, participating in gospel work. Um, But we've also just been outside our congregation, in our city, in our community, and seen the gospel bearing fruit. Uh, among people that aren't in our in our church congregation. So either of those, if you had ways to bear witness to that. I think it's it's central, right? When when Paul writes to the Colossians, uh, when he writes to a, a church that's struggling with some controversy, but that's rooted in really the truth of the gospel, that he reminds them, this is a big thing. This is a global Thing. And there is so much good of the gospel going on beho- beyond your little congregation. So I want us to take some time to acknowledge and remember that this morning. Does anyone have a word? I had a plan. <laughs> I'll
4: memorize <No. laughs> Good morning. Um, I'm here with my wife Sharon. We just up a couple days ago from Chile where we've lived and served for many years. And... We have the tremendous privilege and uh, challenge, which often go together, to have administrative as well as pastoral roles with a lot of Chilean missionaries. Uh, Chile, is many, as well as many other countries, have been sending out lots of their own missionaries around the world, different continents. And I just want to mention one particular couple, uh, Victor and Judith, who have been in Turkey for a number of years. They started off in, in Istanbul, the major city, Learning the language and culture then we're in another city in the interior of the country much more conservative and working with uh, refugees from Syria and for the last year and a half or so they've been in another major city in the West This couple they just plug in They're they're looking for opportunities to develop friendships to uh, establish relationships of trust um, participating in different types of social activities and arts and crafts activities just to develop friendships and over the years, they've been uh, seeing a number of Muslims who are dis- disenchanted with their faith, who are looking for truth. They've heard about Jesus. They want to know more. And they have personal Bible studies, personal discipleship, small groups, two or three people, um, Judith with women and and uh, uh, Victor with men since they can't really be mixed. And uh, it's just amazing to see how... They connect, and then, because they've lived in three different cities now, they get emails or WhatsApp messages from somebody in another city, can you please come visit us, and we've got this family event, and please come, and we're going to be in your city, and can you please take me to your church? And, mm. and they're just developing relationships in different parts of the country and seeing how God is, is um, discipling his people through them, and yeah. we're very encouraged to be part of that. Thanks, Tom. Anybody else?
1: I'm Maggie England, and I bring greetings from our team in Kenya, mm-hmm. the Kizimani team. I've been getting texts this morning, um, which is really kind of unfathomable that you can communicate around the world like that, but um, they uh, I've been a number of times, and I'm, this is not the year for me to go, so I'm, I'm feeling uh, the loss a little bit of not being there, um, but I just want to say that the team's doing really well, and they've been um, working on some building projects around the new mortuary, and they've had lunch with the students from New Dawn Academy, and just blessing them, and the um, feeding program in Kangundo went well, and now they're in Eldoret. and. I'm meeting right now with our missionaries there, Lance and Lindsay, mm-hmm. Chamberlain, and Becky Swearinger. So um, anyway, I just wanted to say that we continue to see fruit and the gospel in Kenya, and just how appreciative the people are that we continue to help send um, our our mighty little band <laughs> of people that go mm-hmm. there. so yeah thanks, Maggie. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I don't know how many
2: people know um, Gay and Tom Harris that they lived for like 40 something years in France um, in missions and then. They came here because they thought they were retiring, and then they're like, mm, we're going back. So they went back, and um, they're in southern France, and the Catholic Church in their small town actually approached Gay and told her, could you please teach our catechism, is that the word?
0: Catechism, Catechism, yeah.
2: catechism, catechism class, because you're the one who knows the Bible the most of anybody we know around here. So, yeah, yeah um, she, she calls me probably about once a month, and we talk for quite a while, and she shares with me what God's doing, and it's really amazing, so...
0: Yeah, thanks. Next part, uh, we're just going to do a real brief opportunity here. It goes on. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will, through the wisdom and understanding the Spirit gives, so you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. That's a good prayer, right? That's a prayer that we need. We need the knowledge and the wisdom that comes through the Holy Spirit and I think we've seen that uh, there's ways that I've been particularly blessed in that. We're seeing that go into our kids in kids' ministry. And we've already mentioned some highlights of that. That our kids are being filled with the knowledge of who God is, that he loves them. Uh, this was knowledge of superheroes. I'm not sure how that got in there. Uh, no, but our youth ministry is doing the same thing, right? They're gerents they're, focused heavily on teaching uh, the Bible. Uh, And so they're knowing more of who God is and how to live godly lives. But we've seen it uh, through an intentional focus this year on the the multi-ethnic kingdom. Uh, The fact that we know that the kingdom of God is made up of people of every tongue and tribe and nation. And that by understanding and hearing those voices more, we're going to receive a bigger picture of the Spirit's work in the world. Uh, and that we're going to be able to do, like Paul says, uh, to live in a manner worthy of the kingdom, that we're not just walking through our Christian faith and discipleship with our cultural blinders on, but we're challenged and renewed by people from all over. This uh, was one of our Advent art projects. This is Alex Chu, and uh, he did a great uh, painting of the baby Jesus uh, that we still have with us. Uh, we saw from Dominique Gilliard uh, and from Al Tizan, uh just perspectives on justice and on missions um, that are refined by our understanding uh, through people uh, that have, have been in the margins in different areas. We've grown in our knowledge of what the Spirit is doing in our midst. Uh, we've done this and this, and we've done it in other ways. I think of West Hill's talks where we've had the opportunity to think about uh, together uh, just based on the voices from our own community and how they're navigating their Christian faith, their discipleship to Jesus, uh, as they navigate through important uh, topics that are going on in our culture and in our lives. Um, What time? Oh, man. Do I... Do I have one or maybe two people uh, that, that have had an experience of receiving the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives at West Hills? Is there anything that sticks out to you, a way that you have learned something or you've learned to view something in a new way uh, that seems particularly Spirit-led uh, through the ministries here?
3: Uh, my name is Bill Gilmore, and um, I get to help out with the youth Sunday school every Sunday, which means I have the privilege of sitting under the teaching of Jaron. And uh, just, it, it's always challenging to me, and I just continue to pray for the kids, sometimes as their eyes glaze over, that stuff is getting through to them that, that she's teaching, because it's been really good. Yeah, thanks. One more, Anybody?
0: Okay. Oh.
1: Um, you know, I think Dominique
2: and um, Al really brought a lot of richness um, and expansion to our gospel. But I really appreciated um, when Jaron preached um, about creation care and the environment. And I learned so much that I didn't know, and um, especially around plastics. I, know, uh, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, and it's really um, been. Um, eye-opening in a new way of challenging how to um, really steward the beautiful world that the creator has given us um, and, and use that in worship and so I really appreciated that a lot.